welcome back to the Dream Lab series podcast where we go behind the mindset of high achievers. I'm Audrey Diaz-Robles, your life and confidence coach. I'm Sabrina Castillo, your life and business coach. Sabrina, I'm really excited. Oh, I'm excited for every podcast. But today we have someone who's like, it's definitely a hot topic, especially in the beginning of the year when we talk about manifestation. And We hear about it everywhere. We see posts about it. But how do you really get into the work? So today we brought in an expert, Desiree Manessis. She is the owner of the Manifestation Goddess. She is an embodiment coach for female entrepreneurs, and she creates a safe and sacred space for for a growing community of Latina women who want to prioritize expansion in life. And we're all about that, abundance and expansion. Yes. Welcome to the show, Desiree. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Welcome. We're excited to have you because I think what Audrey just mentioned is true. There's a lot of buzz around manifestation and all these things. And I personally, you know, not only believe in it, but like really have made it an effort, I would say, over the past two years to understand what it means further than just like building like vision boards or like all that so for me it's part of something that I've been trying to master for myself and I know that there's a lot out there where people talk about it and but I think there's more to that so tell us first tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do and then tell us about Manifestation Goddess. So I am a Latina mom from New York. I'm born and raised here, except I lived in Puerto Rico for some time. Um, And I came into the world of manifestation. Well, funny enough, my mom introduced me to The Secret, which I think we all know, we've heard of, we've seen, we've read the book um, back in the early 2000s. Like when it came out, I think it was 2006-ish or 7-ish or something. And I remember it sticking, but... And it made an impact, but I didn't understand, like you said, it's deeper than just vision boards and visualization. And I didn't understand how to implement any of it. So it just kept on like this little background thing. And then as I would be receptive to other forms of manifestation and teaching, I just, I I guess the compound effect, it just compounded and compounded and compounded until I found myself around 2017, in probably what I would consider my rock bottom of my struggle in my life, where just everything was wrong. I wasn't working. I had gotten my car taken away from me. I couldn't pay bills. I mean, it was really, really, really bad. And I was a single mom at the time. Still single mom because her and her dad, my dad, her, me and her dad are not together, but I do have a partner now. Um, so it makes things easier. But that was my life. And I decided to go just all the way into what I know was already inside of me, which is this ownership to create the life on my terms. And that's what manifestation really, really is, to me at least. Um, So what I teach in my containers is a manifestation mindset. I teach manifestation as a lifestyle, as a state of mind, and not as just like this magic trick that you just pull out of your bag whenever you want to create something, right? There's methods and they're beautiful. So yes, you can create vision boards and you can write manifestation lists. You can do the 369 method or the 555 method and, you know, follow all of these steps. But if you don't carry around 
your ownership of creating your own life on your terms daily and implement that into your life through different practices, you're never really going to manifest the life you want and you're not going to be able to sustain it either. Like once you do manifest something, you probably won't be able to, to sustain it if you're not like knee deep in these practices. Yeah. I like what you just said right now about sustaining it and that it is a lifestyle. So like I said, for me, I realized that through the process of trying to understand like you, like I, I've watched the secret and I've seen other, um, you know, people who have written about this process. And one of the things I realized over time, it was like, okay, I have to become acutely aware of like what I'm thinking Mm -hmm. because so much of what I'm trying to attract, I actually have opposing thoughts to without even noticing. Right. But then you get something and then it doesn't mean that the minute the doubt or the minute the thought comes up, like, I don't even know if I can keep this is it's already going against everything I manifested. Right. And so for those who are really interested and you're like, okay, I, I want this. We all know it really, like you said, it has to start with belief, belief in that this is the power you have. But let's say somebody is exactly where you were like rock bottom and they just, they, they just want to believe. It doesn't mean that they believe, but like, they're just like, all right, like, yeah, I'm willing to give this a shot. Like, where can, where did you, where did you start and how did you start to really embody this manifestation lifestyle? Because that's what it is, right? Yeah, it is. And I like how you said you like acutely aware. So I call it like hyper awareness or this like hyper mindfulness. And so to develop that, I, it, I wish I had like this complicated answer. It was very simple. I journaled. I believe in journaling so much. And so I journaled every day all day and all different types of things. At one point I had like probably five different journals, one for like a brain dumping, one for manifestation and visualizations, one for gratitude, um, one for specific areas of like, you know, different areas of my life, I would divvy it up. So like physical health and mental health and my romantic life and what I wanted there. So journaling is really like, the way to get in, especially if you're somebody, I mean, most of us, I think, are living on what I say, autopilot, right? I actually wrote this blog post recently about being on autopilot and how I think it's, there was a recent study done where they studied 3000 people and a crazy like 86% of people admitted to living life on autopilot. And you don't realize you're living life on autopilot. You're doing the things day in and day out. You're waking up, you're going to work, you're taking care of the kids or you're with your partner. Um, Some of us have more drama filled lives. Some of us have more, I guess, quote unquote, boring lives, but you're just doing the things day in, day out without any type of conscious awareness that every little decision actually makes a difference. Whether or not you decide to reach over and take a sip of water right now is like a super conscious decision because if you're not getting enough water and then you're feeling crappy and you have a headache, it was you were making a conscious decision to not go over and grab the water and drink it in that moment. So it's like really small, minute decisions that we're not aware of. So if you're journaling, especially if you follow journal prompts, which you can get from a coach, or now you can just get it, go on Pinterest and look up journal prompts and you'll find so many. Follow journal prompts every single day that'll just have you peel away the layers of where you're at and it's going to help you develop awareness like oh i didn't realize i did this or i didn't realize i thought this i didn't realize i felt this and then once you do that 
often enough and consistently enough, you're going to build that awareness. Once you build awareness, it trickles then now into your belief, your faith, your actions, and all of those things. I love that you said that about journaling, because like you said, we aren't aware of our thoughts sometimes. And something that I was reading about manifestation is that if you're not even aware of what your shadows are, then once you manifest something, you're going to sabotage it because your belief, your real core belief isn't there. So let's say it's somebody who maybe grew up with a very rough upbringing. They don't have a role model for what you know, a successful life is supposed to look like, what a healthy relationship is supposed to look like, how to have like, even a, a healthy relationship with money. What are some like tactical things that you can do to start overriding those thoughts? Well, that's a really good question because I come from that, right? My, I grew up with an alcoholic mom. Uh, my dad was shot when I was four. He's a quadriplegic now. My daughter was born with uh, something called cystic fibrosis, which is a genetic disease. Um, I have a very weird relationship with money and I say have. I'm very transparent with my community and I don't really like to talk about things in the term, like in the way that I've overcome it. And yes, as a coach, you want to say, well, like, I overcame it. I'm a step ahead of you. And this is why I'm coaching you. And that's true to a degree. But at the same time, there's different levels to growing and learning and expanding. So I'm always in this process. There's always shit coming up for me. And sorry if I can't curse, but I, <laughs> they come out from time to time. But there's always stuff coming up for me. And so these triggers from my past, they come up often. And with money, especially, I came from poverty to then my mom married well and then we had money to then I left home at a very young age and then I was poor and homeless and hungry and I've just went through all the levels of it so it's gonna start yes again the journaling and the building awareness has to be the foundation of it um I would say investing in yourself in coaching and I don't only mean money because some people like we're talking about people who have it rough and you don't have that to start with. I know that I was self-coaching myself for seven years before I can actually afford a coach for myself or afford to get into a mastermind. So I jumped on YouTube and I looked up personal development and I looked up, if I learned in one YouTube video, they were talking about limiting beliefs and I didn't know what that was. I went and searched up limiting beliefs and now there's YouTube videos on limiting beliefs. And now there's more than that. Instagram and Facebook will feed you this information. If you just say the word limiting belief, you're going to have like five videos come up for you, five reels come up for you that speak on that. So it's a lot easier, easier now to have that information like poured into you. Um, but you have to just actively, proactively go out there and search your desire for change has to be equal to the level of faith in yourself that you can acquire that change. And so when, if you can bring yourself to a point in that, there's really like no outside thing that can do that for you. It has to come from like within. You kind of have to be like sick and tired of being sick and tired and then dig so deep within yourself and say something has to change. And then you have to proactively go out and look for that change, seek that change. One thing that I can say though is, um, it's a term that I use often and it's seeking evidence. So if you're really having a hard time believing in yourself um, or believing that you can overcome your current situation or the past things that keep coming up for you, go out and actively look for evidence that 
somebody that came from where you came from or that had the life that you had or um, the same type of triggers or limitations that you feel that you have, go out and look for those people that found success regardless, right? That, that made their own way and they will, it, it does something to your brain psychologically, right? Where it's just going to show you evidence that it's possible. Once you see that it's possible for someone else, then you have no choice but to believe and accept that it's possible for you. I like that. Looking for proof has become part of something that I'm always looking for because we're humans. Like you said, even as a coach, like you don't really, one thing I think I realized is exactly what you said. You don't really overcome things. You're always in this dance between growth and moving forward, growth and moving forward. And just when you think you get comfortable with like, oh, I got this, there's that same thought that keeps coming back and kind of hits you in the face. And you're like, all right, so let's just keep going, right? But I want to take a step back before we get into how you decided to start teaching this. And that is that I have, I've had some conversations around, you know, how your thoughts can create your results and how you can really create the life that you love on your terms. Like you just said, if you just dig deeper, if you're just sick of sick or tired. And what I've noticed is that brings up a conversation that usually starts with, well, no one really wishes or wants the struggle, right? No one, you know, you weren't sitting there being like, oh, like I have, I got my car taken away and I got these things happening to me because this is what I want or I'm thinking. And, you know, it's a trigger because getting into complete ownership of your, you know, life means you have to look in the mirror and realize where some of those decisions have been made. And yes, it's not what you want, but it is what we've created at times. How do you, when you're working with someone and, you know, people might say that, what would you say to someone who's like, well, I'm, I don't, I'm not wishing to be in this situation. It's just the card I've been dealt. Yeah. And this is like a typical thing, I think, for all of us. Right. And especially for people, I think, that are stuck in like victim mode, which I think at some point we've all been in that mode um, and we can't help it. You, bad things happen to you and you start feeling bad for yourself. And why me and all of these things? So I think this is the point where I say, OK, we're, we're, it's time to travel back into the past and see what you've been conditioned to be familiar with right? Because you may not be desiring for the struggle, but if your body and your soul and your genetic code is already familiar with struggle, then you're going to call it in, call it in energetically, right? You're going to call it in. So for example, when it comes to money, I've learned, I, I've taken all these quizzes and, you know, worked with coaches and I've learned that I'm the type of person who, when I get money in my hands, I already, it's called the spender, but I already allocate where it's going. And it comes from a history of not having it when I need it. And so when I do have it, I'm already placing it in all these places where it can be useful. And then when I don't have it again, I'm like, well, here we go again. I don't have the money, right? And it's this cycle that just like perpetuates itself. And it's the same thing with any kind of struggle, not just money, toxic relationships. If you grow up and it's familiar to you, that relationships are toxic, even though it's not something you want, it's what your body is used to. It's what your mind is used to. And it feels safe to a degree, which sounds 
contradictory, right? It's crazy, but it feels safe to you inside. And so that's the point where we go back and we work through those things. Like first step is acknowledging it, accepting it. This is my past. This is what I come from. This is what I've seen. And then it's being able to observe it without judgment or shame, right? Without judgment toward your parents or judgment toward the, where you've seen these things or judgment toward yourself for allowing yourself to get into these situations over and over again. Um, then there's the whole forgiveness part, right? We got to move through that and we got to release it. We got to forgive it. And then we have to reprogram. We have to rewrite that story. We have to come up with a new one. And that's where looking for evidence helps so that we can rewrite, okay, is this how you desire to go? Because there are people who are hell bent on like, no, but I'm poor. It's like, no, I'm not going to get money. I'm just, it's just the way it is for me. No, no, I'm just poor. And it's just like, okay, but you can choose to believe otherwise. Like, are you happy poor? Do you want to stay poor? Well, no, but that's just the way it is. Well, you can choose to believe that this is just the way it is and this is the way it's going to be forever or you can choose to do the work that's going to move you past it but you have to believe that that work exists and that it's available to you and that it'll actually work for you and you have to meet it halfway it's just mind-blowing to me how we are the reason where we are where we are and when we accept that that's when things can truly change for us i've heard it said that manifesting something is like when you go to a restaurant and you place your order if the restaurant's like on time you're not worried about like but when's my food coming here like are they actually going to bring me what i've ordered mm -hmm. you're just expecting the waiter to come in a, an appropriate amount of time and bring you your food so we know that this gratitude living as if we already have what we're calling into existence is the way to attract it to you. How do you stay like that? Like even let's say that you're a healthy individual, you work on yourself, you're self-aware, you journal, and you are just manifesting these beautiful things for yourself. How do you stay in this level of expectancy and gratitude? I think your environment has a lot to do with it. And so proactively creating an environment that's conducive to your new set of expectations or standards for yourself, right? Um, also expectation is like a tricky word for me, right? Because we do want to expect as if it's already ours, but I do believe that um, expectations puts a pressure on other people, places and things to be what you need it to be for you. Right. And so there's a difference between having an expectation of something and having a standard. My standard is I live abundantly and I live in luxury. That's my standard. I accept nothing less. If I have to create it for myself, I will. And luxury means something different for everybody. Right. Luxury for someone may mean getting on a private jet and being able to fly to Fiji at the drop of a dime. Luxury for me in this point in my life may mean that, you know, when I wake up in the morning, my house is just super clean. I don't have to do anything. It smells good. It feels good. There's fresh flowers out there and, and it makes me smile. I feel good inside. I feel whole. That's luxury to me, right? So it's a standard for me that I live my life that way. It's not an expectation because when it's an expectation, I think I bring other people into this place where they have to deliver that for me and they don't, right? So um, as far as staying in that level, like, because it happens to me, like I said, we're works in progress. There's never something we just overcome it and it's gone forever. So I teach manifestation. I teach embodiment. I teach mindset. But you can be sure that because I live in New York City and I drive, 
I'm going to be frustrated behind the wheel of a car and I might curse somebody out next to me and boom, I'm out of alignment, right? So it's the awareness again. It's always going to come back to the awareness and stopping yourself in that moment of being able to observe like, okay, does you're acting a little crazy. It's not that serious. It's just traffic. It's just this. It's just that. Let it go, right? Just that self-talk of like bringing yourself back to that place. And then when I say proactive about creating your environment, I'm I'm no longer happy in New York, right? I'm happy in myself. So I'm going to be happy no matter what day in and day out, but I no longer desire to live here, right? I desire to live someplace with a little slower pace and warmer weather, right? So I am proactively working on creating that environment for myself because I know that living here triggers me a lot in a lot of different ways. So you have to be aware of what makes you happy. The The whole point and key in manifesting is not just to think beautiful thoughts and not just to attract beautiful things, but to feel good while you're doing it, right? To feel abundant while you're doing it, to be in this high vibe frequency while you're doing it. Because if you've spent the whole entire day complaining and just like in this nasty mood, but then you're like putting on your vision board, like the big house and the this, and and then you're wondering why it's not coming to you. Well, you're not attracting it from a like-minded place. Like you have to match the energy. You have to be an energetic match for it. And though our environment a lot of times plays a big part um, whether or not an environment is people, places, things, right? Not just where you live, but the people you have around you, the things that you're consuming daily. Are they in alignment with what it is you're wanting to manifest? Ooh, girl. Yeah, <laughs> that was powerful. That was really powerful. And I love so much what you said about expectations versus standards. And especially in relationships, we're probably going to have to bring you back to do like a whole talk on relationships, because that's really what you find with people that we put our expectations on a partner. Well, it's your standards in choosing a partner. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's true. It's like, people think like, oh, if I have a standard, then if you don't meet it, it's like, bye. No, it's like, it's a standard not for what people have to match you with, it's a standard for yourself, right? So like I've done that and I'm like, okay, if I wanna feel loved and I wanna feel like romance, you know, cause as women, like, well, not all women, but like as women, sometimes like I want something and I usually think like, oh, I expect that from my partner. And one phrase I've used a lot over the past years, like, oh, that's interesting, I feel that way, right? Like, why do I expect him to do that for me? And then when I start to really journal and write it down, like you say, I'm like, oh, like I'm missing this. And I give it to myself, lo and behold, he starts to match that, but it's not because I expected it, right? And when there is expectation, there's, it comes with disappointment, right? Because you're just here. The other thing that you said that I loved was how you now desire to live somewhere else. And you said it with such ease, which means that you're in, you just because that's your standard and that's what you desired, you know that that's, that is already yours. Mm -hmm. And there's not this worry of like, well, how much do I have to save to move and how much do I have to do? It's like your body's already accepted that you will be living somewhere else. And, and it's, you said that with such ease. So I thought that was really yeah. awesome. You know, if I can just bounce off of that, it's crazy because it, 
on paper, there's really no ease about it. My daughter's father lives here in New York, so I would be separating them if I moved, and that that's a big thing. My daughter has, like I said, cystic fibrosis, so all her specialists are here in New York. She's been going to the same specialist since she was two months old, and she's going to be 14, um, and she still needs to continue to see her, her doctors. And she is about to go into high school. So she's got her plan that has nothing to do with me moving to a warmer state. She's got her her high school choices. She's got her friends she wants to be with. And she's already made it very loud and clear that she does not desire to move. But one key phrase, and I learned this um, through another coach. Uh, her name is Amanda Francis. I don't know if you guys have heard of her, but she's kind of a big deal, right, <laughs> on, on social media. But I took her program and one of the biggest takeaways that I say till this day, and I repeat it to my clients is the how is not my responsibility. It's not my responsibility. It's the what and the why. So I know what I want. I know why I want it. I've detached myself from the expectation of an outcome that it's going to happen at a certain time, that it's going to happen at a certain pace. I just know it's what I want. When it will happen, it'll be the perfect time because that's when it's supposed to happen. And I have to know why I want it. And as long as I keep those intentions pure and aligned to my authentic desire and what I really, really want, it's going to happen. And it'll happen without it causing drama and trouble. And, you know, it's just going to happen with ease. So I, that's probably why I say it that way, because I've done that work around that thought. Yeah. And it's true. It's the minute I let go of how, because Audrey and I, we've known each other for a long time, but I think we've been close, I'd say, for the past five years. And I, Audrey knows, like, I used to obsess about how. <laughs> and I think the minute I let go of it, about like a year and a half, things just got easier. Yeah. Um, so you, you just said the big phrase, which is the work. Like, that's the part where people just, and I want to be clear because I used to do this. I wanted to know what the work was because I thought the work was the how for a long time, but it's not. <laughs> so just tell us about um, Manifestation Goddess and what does the work look like for people? <laughs> so there's no clear cut because again, what I teach is that manifestation is a mindset and a state of living. So I will offer several different masterclasses, workshops, programs, and they will all kind of um, have a different approach to a different kind of topic, right? But all lead back to the same thing, which is why I call myself an embodiment coach. And it is the embodiment of your highest self. It is the embodiment of your expansion. It is the embodiment of who you truly desire to be and what your life looks like. And so now there's all these layers to that because there's self-love. And so now there's work around self-love. Then there's limiting beliefs and there's work around limiting beliefs. Then there's just manifestation alone. There's work around that and visualization. Um, there's relationships because they play a part of your environment. So the work to me can look different at different scopes, but it essentially is anything that gets you just that much more connected to your most authentic self. So whether that is working through your limiting beliefs and, and journaling things out, if, I mean, there are times where I have clients or I have people in my program and I'm like, mamita, you need a therapist and that's not me, right? Like you need to go do that for yourself, invest in yourself in that way. Cause I'm not a therapist, right? And I don't want to pretend to be. And when you work through all that stuff, you can figure out what the work is because I can show you certain work, but if you're not ready to do those things, or if you can't even acknowledge it as the work that needs to be done, then I can't help you. 
coaching, right? We know this, that the relationship is a halfway, halfway thing. We have to meet halfway. Um, so I had a masterclass yesterday called Bloom Where You Are. And it was all about meeting yourself where you are. So that could be part of the work, right? And that scope, that's the work there, meeting yourself where you are. And what does that look like? Well, most of the time, I think that we think we have to be at a certain level before we can make certain decisions or before we can act out on certain ideas or visions that we have for ourselves. And so if we if we wake up sad, today's a perfect example. I woke up today and I was not feeling well. I was in like a uh, bleh kind of mood. Um, and I showed up anyways, right? Five years ago, that the Desiree that I was probably like, can we reschedule this, <laughs> right? Because And I wouldn't have said why. I just would have probably made something up. But the person I am today who moves with integrity and knows authentically what I want is not going to do that. So I'm going to show up feeling sad, feeling blue, feeling upset. And we don't have to be this perfect person to meet ourselves where we're at. And so that was the work yesterday. And so the work is always different, but the work is deep. The work is tapping into um, your unconscious thoughts so that you can create conscious actions. And um, it's just always being willing to be the observer and to face yourself. That I think that's what the work is. I want to honor you for being so transparent and vulnerable and telling us that you feel that way. I can tell you that in my own journey, the moments in which I found probably the most growth is in those moments where I could admit to myself, like, I'm not in a good place, but let me sit with this. Mm -hmm. And that's such an important part of the work to recognize when you're not feeling well and not to try to rush through that part, mm -hmm. but sit with it and see how you can grow from it, what it can teach you about yourself. Yeah. So Desiree, you dropped so many bombs on this podcast. I'm going to have to re-listen to it as soon as we're done. Where can people find you? So I am Manifestation Goddess on Instagram. Um, I also, the real underscore Desiree, I, I drop equally on both. I'm working on building Manifestation Goddess to be like the main point of reference that clients and potential clients can come to. But I'm very attached to the real Desiree. I've had that page for seven years now and I've grown it from nothing to what it is now. So I, out of habit, I just naturally post a lot on there. So you can pick and choose which is your vibe more. On Facebook, I'm just Desiree Boss Babe. That name has been around for a long time too. <laughs> I haven't quite changed it yet. Um, and that's really the best way because I have a lot of things in motion right now. There's a couple of things that are in the process of relaunching like my podcast it's the goddess mindset podcast so it's going to get a fresh new look fresh face and a total relaunch and i'm going to be collabing a lot more so i definitely hope i get to have you ladies on um, when i do relaunch and um i do have the goddess life university coming up soon as well doors will be launching for that probably may-ish so instagram's the best way just follow me on instagram connect with me through dm i'm super personable and i talk to everybody yes you are you're amazing and that's how we connected through instagram yes i talk to everybody <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much Desiree, for being here with us and just like audrey says you dropped so much but i think you also really broke it down tangible and if anybody caught this she said this like a couple of times which is like you have to believe that the work exists 
And I think like that's the first hurdle if you're sort of like skeptical about how to create your own life and that it's not real for you, right? Because I think that the majority of the women who listen to us are in that, but I know that it, I've had some women who've just asked questions around it and I think that's great, but this is your sign of like, this is possible and the work does exist and you know, just choose to dive in. Yes. And if we can transform, I think anybody can transform. I say that all the time. Look for the evidence. It exists. Yeah. If you're in this space, it's for a reason. Thank you, Desiree. Thank you so much. Awesome. So she was awesome. Thank you oh, so yes. much for connecting with her and bringing her on because I think there's a part of my journey over the last year and a half where I don't think I've come out and really gave it like a title of me trying to manifest but I have been trying to get in tune with what my authentic self and energy is and what I desire and that there is so much work to stay aligned and in that energy so this was great yes it's when we tell you to be self-aware it's because of this you don't want to go into autopilot throughout the day because that's when you revert back to your old patterns old way of thinking we're so used to being comfortable in the discomfort and yeah. to change your life, to get the life that you want, you have to sh be willing to shake that up. And I love what she said about just like get into a high vibration, set that up for yourself every day. Because I think yeah. that's that's what I've done with my life. And when it comes to work, most people know me for my workouts. They're like, how are you able to do that every day? Well, I've created this environment for myself where I have this playlist that gets me excited. I love my workout clothes. So I create this environment for myself in which I love it. And it, my identity is wrapped up in it. Um, and that vibe just takes me through the, my entire day. And yeah. people see that like I, I pick a song of the day. And it's because that song and music is so amazing for that to just set your tone for the day. I pick a song that's going to make me happy. And I roll with that song for the whole day. And then that yeah. remains my attitude for the whole day. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I share this with my clients because people tend to ask me, like, how do I do it all? And I guess from mm -hmm. the outside, it looks like I'm doing a lot, right? Because I'm either with the kids or working or at the restaurant, like just different aspects. Um, but because I'm aware of my energy before it even happens, because this is a practice, right? I journal and I already, and if you notice, we're very cyclical. So like, if I know I'm going to have like a really busy season, I, I can tell you exactly how I'm going to feel. But what I do is I, I prepare for each part. So I know what's going to keep me going. And music is one of those, right? And being able to do that for some people, it might be, I know some people like like baths and candles for some reason, like that's not always like what I need. Right. like you like I need a song and before our coaching calls before different things even with the kids when they're when the house feels like it's going to turn upside down because the attitudes and the tantrums and all those things are raising I literally will play a song and it changes everybody's mood um, so just raising your vibration and I think the the last part that I want everybody to really take from this is that there's no perfect way to start this journey but she, um, Desiree did say something that's really important that Audrey and I do, which is journal. There is no perfect way of journaling, especially if you haven't started just writing. I mean, and one day you'll write something and you'll be like, did I just write that? Do I really feel that way? Like, I didn't even realize that. Because you'll just start throwing words on a paper and you'll read them. And that's when you start to get really intimate with your thoughts. 
Yeah. Um, one of the things, so I, like Desiree, woke up this morning and I wasn't in a great mood. I didn't even work out this morning. I have a little bit of a headache. But when you get to this point and you journal and you're self-aware, you're able to say, okay, I'm not, I'm not feeling well. Where does this come from? What do I actually need today? How can I make myself feel better? And the power in that is knowing that you can choose those thoughts and you can choose how you want to feel. And it's when you start disciplining that thought, that muscle, that your life starts to gain traction and you get closer and closer to this point. Yeah. Becoming aware and, like I said, intimate with your thoughts is how you start to identify what you need. And I think Desiree said something else that as you start this process, it can be scary because you might find things like, wait, before I even start creating the life that I want, I have to really heal from what I've gone through. And like Desiree said, sometimes that's, you, you need to work with a therapist, right? But you won't know what you need if you don't start to become aware and feel safe within your thoughts, right? So just remember that as you're kind of starting this journey. And then if you have started doing the work, we challenge you to really step into that next phase of what the work is, because then it's about how do you embody it and create more, which I know every layer pushes you to think about like, what does more look like? And you have to start almost not all over again, but it's like starting the process again. So giving yourself grace. This is my favorite part, giving yourself grace. It doesn't matter at what pace you move through this process, as long as you're showing up consciously every day and checking in with yourself every day. Yes. All right. Well, Happy Friday, everyone. I hope you have a beautiful day. Don't forget to follow us at the.dreamlab. Audrey on Instagram, myself on Instagram, which is the Sabrina Castillo and Audrey. Audrey Robles. Yes. And most importantly, if you love this podcast, if you thought Desiree was off the hook, please share this podcast. Leave us a review. Tag us. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Bye.